Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Lucky Rant. So, welcome back to Anime Casuals and Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays to all of you out there. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying time with your family and you guys are just listening to this after Christmas. But anyway, I wanted to do my usual uh, Saturday morning video or, uh, well, my six day a week video. Um, Hopefully you guys are having an awesome holiday season. Um, if you, any of you guys are new, first off, welcome. Uh, basically, what we're going to be doing today is uh, talking about uh, Wotakoi, um, Love is Hard for Otaku, which uh, I had a lot of fun with, by the way. It was really, uh, really a good, good watch. Actually, I think this is the fastest I've ever watched one of these, um, uh, these animes that I've assigned. But before we get into that, I just want to read you guys the top 10 uh, of anime of the week according to anime corner very quickly uh, i'll have a link to uh to this list in the description box down below if you guys want to check it out anyway we have a number 10 blue period by the way i need to get back into blue period um i kind of fell off but i don't think i've seen i don't think i've seen a blue period in um the top 10 anime of the week so Maybe something I'll have to go check out. Um, anyway, number nine, Arena of the Vampire Cosmonaut. Another one I fell off of. Number eight, Taisho Tome Fairy Tale. Man, dude, I think this is just a list of anime that I fell off of. <laughs> number seven, Ranking of Kings. Uh, I did not fall off of that one. That was actually pretty good. Uh, number six, Komi Can't Communicate. Uh, number five, 86 Part 2. We have number four, My Senpai is Annoying. Number three, Miyako-chan. Uh, number two, The World's Finest Assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. And number one, Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation Part 2. Uh, and uh, we did talk about Mushoku Tensei and uh, we call it Ascrat here, but the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. Uh, we covered those yesterday in the weekend talk. Hopefully you guys check that out. But anyway, let's get on to the main event here, folks. It is time to talk about Wotokoi. Love is hard for Utaku. Uh, I, okay, so let's talk. I'm trying to think of how to like, how to like, categorize this because i've ate a i ate a lot in the last like couple days yesterday was my birthday christmas eve and today is christmas and i just had a bunch of food um so my mind is trying to uh, digest the calories while also trying to think um let's start off from the beginning of what like what i thought this anime was going to be right i had a feeling this anime was going to be i don't know just people in a cubicle type setting or sorry in like a work type setting and they just fall in love and i was right to a certain extent however um there are ties that bind these two characters so let's talk about uh assumedly the main character although it does it, it the anime does tend to um follow two main characters the two uh, also, I'm, I just want to warn you guys, I am going to talk about spoilers in here, um, but uh, probably not like anything crazy spoilery. You know, this is this anime is a lot, reminds me a lot of like, uh, what would you say, like Miss um, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Like, even if I spoiled it, it wouldn't ruin any of the, like, there's nothing, no big cliffhangers or anything like that that are like overly... Uh, mysterious or anything like that so i uh, just want to get that out of the way so the main character i would say is probably uh narumi she is uh she's the girl with the pink hair and the trailers and all that stuff um anyway she is an otaku but she is a secret otaku for people that don't remember what otaku means it's just basically somebody who 
spends like all their life in their house, all their free time in their house, and basically just kind of want to. Uh, you, there's different subcategories of otaku. Um, you have the otakus who are all about an idol. Who I, I don't know if you've ever seen them. Like they dress, they dress in those weird things, and they have the light sticks and stuff. Um, there are the otakus who um, there are um, the anime otakus. Um, there are uh, got manga otakus. There are video game otakus. Um, but yeah, it's typically somebody that's like super obsessed with like a, an aspect of pop culture um, to the point where uh, I'll, I'll read you actually a definition of it. Uh, it. It's typically in Japan, but a young person who is obsessed with computers or particular aspects of popular culture to the detriment of their social skills. So, yeah, that's typically the, the idea of it. And we do real we do figure out that um, that Narumi has had a lot of past boyfriends who are not otakus. Um, and she had a lot of trouble hiding it um, uh, and, you know, trying to be, quote unquote, normal. Um, anyway, uh, she ends up uh, getting into a position um, in a company. But I'll be real with you. I didn't really pay attention to actually what they did. I think it's some type of sales company. But anyway, she ends up uh, joining this new company and she is uh, shown around by a woman, uh, you know, very, what would you say, voluptuous young woman named Koyanagi. Um, her senpai, and she's shown around the company um, almost late that day, all that good stuff, um, and she comes across uh, two men. Uh, this is, uh, I'll just call him Hirotaka, uh, a tall, very tall uh, young man with glasses and I guess black hair or blue hair. I don't really know. It's hard to tell sometimes with anime. And uh, Kabakura, who is a... <laughs> a guy with i don't know if this is gonna sound racist but like very sharp eyes like i i don't know exactly how to describe him other than he has orange hair um they walk past the two girls and uh Narumi recognizes hirotaka and proceeds to you know say like hey let's you know let's go have a, a bite to eat afterwards and he ends up asking her uh hey are you going to the comic cat which she freaks the hell out at because she does not want her new place of employment to know that she is an otaku so anyway she ends up they end up going out to dinner you figure out that they are both childhood friends and i this is a, a part that maybe i skipped over i couldn't tell if they were still in communication if they were how could she not know that hirotaka was at this place uh there was a couple like th that was it, it just felt like it was too much uh, serendipity in one place you guys don't know what serendipity is it's more like fate like, oh my god, fate just brought us together. There was a lot of fate just bringing these two together. So uh, besides that, I guess, you know, you have to spend a little bit of uh, uh, of your disbelief there. Uh, but anyway, you know, they have a nice, you know, outing where what, she's on her phone. He's on a video game console. So he is a video game otaku. She is much more of an anime and manga otaku. Um, so she's much into, like, shoujo. Also with boy love, uh, that's a big... <laughs> Or BL, if you guys don't know what BL stands for, that's what it means. Boy love, typically a yaoi or a, um, gay and anime or manga. So there is a lot of that throughout, like or a lot of that. Uh, the talk about that is sprinkled in this uh, this anime. Anyway, um, what ends up happening is those two end up uh, kind of. Uh, 
getting together. I think it's this is only like in the second episode or the third episode, so it's not very. And by the way, there's only eleven episodes in this season, so it's not a super long anime. That was one of the things that like brought me to this. Um, and but then uh, Koyanagi and Kabakura come into the mix because they we find out a little bit later that they are both also otaku's. Uh, Koyanagi is much like uh, Momose, and Kabakura. He's he's like into figurines, but also into like manga and stuff. Like it's very strange. Um, and they are both a couple. So there's two couples. To, okay, so there's two main couples in this anime. There are Hirotaka and Momo uh, and uh, Narumi, who are the main couple. And then there are Hanako. Oh uh, yeah, I'll just call her Hanako. It's a little bit easier. Hanako and Kabakura, um, who are the main. Uh, who are the uh, the main. Um, uh, Oh, sorry. The, the the supporting, um, uh, you know, like uh, I guess supporting characters and stuff. Um, but there is one thing, dude. I oh, dude, I love it when I hear this guy's voice. By the way, um, the, it's Sugita Tomokazu, dude. This guy is in so much stuff, and I love it. Uh, if you guys don't know who he is, he is the voice of Gintama. He's the only voice actor that I can tell right away. Like, right away when I hear him. He is the voice of uh, Kabakura, and he is hilarious. I love it so much. He has this very distinctive, deep voice. Because um, when you when you see him in real like when you see him in real life or you, you see any of his interviews, by the way, they're hilarious. And they, a lot of them have English sub on them. So if you ever want to check him out on YouTube, just look up, uh, like, uh, Tomokazu uh, Sugita. Uh, I don't know, just English sub or something like that. And you'll find all these funny interviews where... He just he's kind of an otaku himself in some ways, or at least that's what he proclaims to be. Uh, and it's hilarious. Anyway, um the so let's look at like uh let, let's actually look at the supporting characters first. So um Hanako and Kabakura's relationship is very uh very volatile. We figure out that they have a history as well, uh going spanning all the way back to high school, and they have a very uh unique relationship in the sense that they are all that they, they tend to butt heads a lot um because they're they're both very high up at the company i think they're in similar positions of power so um they butt heads a lot although i think uh i think they're just in two different departments so uh that could be totally wrong i like i said i didn't pay it like super uh i didn't pay like a super uh i didn't pay, pay like a lot of attention to like the the business that they were at and stuff um, but it was cool to see that, uh, if anything, I actually really liked their, um, relationship a lot more because it, it was, it was like a finished relationship. Well, obviously they still worked on stuff throughout the series, but there was a lot that, uh, they, it almost seemed like they were the ideal of what, uh, Narumi and Hirotaka wanted to eventually become. And that was, I just thought that was really cool. Um, and then when you think about, uh, their relationship being as volatile as it is, Obviously, they go through a lot, but I think that I think whenever there's two budding, there, there's like a, a couple budding heads. When you get to see them love each other, that's when the contrast comes in really well. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, they're, they're really good characters. Um, I just I love Kabakura. He's just he's such a funny dude because he he seems like he's very uh, callous and stuff. But and it, it, that comes in at funny points, but uh, at, at some funny points in the anime, but. Um, you know, him and him and uh, Hanako have a very cool relationship. Also, Hanako is a cosplayer and she has uh, 
she has this alter ego where she uh, and she's also she's also into BL or boy love. Um, one of the things that she cosplays as is a is a dude. Um, I can't remember exactly what his name was, but um, she's very famous throughout the the um, cosplay world, which is where Naromi figures out where she's where she's from because Naromi is very into B, very much into BL, and she sees a picture on uh, Hanako's phone that has that particular cosplayer on it. Um, and then she realizes, oh, that's you. And so that's kind of what blows up the whole otaku bubble and stuff. Um, but, you know, I think it, it's, it, it was it was cool to watch the whole otaku culture. I, you know, because it's, it's weird, right? Because we look at otaku culture and um, I don't know how it's perceived in Japan, but, you know, it typically otaku culture in, in, in America would be a little bit more of a nerd of a you know that kind of stuff um nerds are kind of on the rise right now i don't know if you realize this right like it used to be back in like the like the 70s 80s you know it was like arnold schwarzenegger and you know sylvester stallone are the are the pro are the um ideal man you know like i said bruce willis in the 90s you know um but i mean dude nowadays i mean you know you got like pete davidson like what you know you have all these nerds that are like that that are super like you know skinny barely any muscle and they're scoring all the chicks dude you know because they're all in the tech industry because the tech industry is booming right now so it's it's very interesting because the even though these guys are all otakus they're very successful right like they have places to live it's not like they're living you know living with their parents or anything like they're all pretty successful for you know for whatever they're doing um, like I said, I didn't really pay too much attention to the business aspect of it. Um, but going over to Hirotaka and uh, Momose's relationship, or uh, Naromi's relationship, um, it's really interesting because they're, they they tend to flash back a lot between their childhoods. Um, Hirotaka is reminded of all the times that he had to watch her get with another guy and another guy, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And um Naromi has to uh Naromi kind of slowly discovers her feelings more and more for Hirotaka um and you know Hirotaka is very very much like the quiet the strong silent type I suppose you could say um like I said he's very very tall um dude but very very tall dude I I swear to god if I if I look up how tall he is I swear he's probably gonna be like five nine like I, I swear, dude. Every single time, it's always like, oh, he's actually six feet. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. I was gonna say, like, I, because I, sometimes in like Japanese culture, they, they they show like somebody that's supposed to be super big. It's like, crap. He's super big. He's like five nine, one hundred and eighty five pounds. And I mean, listen, that's, I guess that's big. But um, I mean, if you you know, have you seen the NBA? Have you seen football? I mean, dude, some of those guys are. But even me and Johnny are, are tipping the scales almost at like, you know, 250 plus pounds and I'm 6'3", he's about 6'5". So uh, that doesn't seem that big to us. So, <laughs> you know, we we're, whenever we, we think big, we think of like, uh, you know, like the rock is 6'5". I don't know how much he is, but um, but yeah. OK, so so Hirotaka is a very tall guy. Um, but I, I like the the development of their relationship. Um because I, I, you know, it, it kind of, not doesn't actually, I was going to say it kind of reminded me of uh, Horimiya 
but not that much. It, it just reminded me in the sense that they can be themselves in front of each other, just like uh, Horimiya can. Um, and one of the things that really charmed me about Horimiya was the fact that those two two kind of hide their identities outside of um, outside of their houses, whereas uh, Hirotaka and uh, and uh, Narumi kind of do that as well. They well, okay, not so much Hirotaka. He really doesn't care who sees them, but. To me, Narumi very much is most of the time, you know, hides the fact that she's an otaku, hides the fact that she likes certain things. Um, there's a point where uh, Kamakura is very much the same way in some in some aspects because, you know, he's a very he's a higher up at a company, so he doesn't want everybody knowing his business. And one of the at one of the points, uh, the two girls, uh, Hanako and Narumi, Narumi, decide to go to. Um, they want to go to a bookstore, uh, quote unquote, which ends up turning into a manga store. <laughs> and um, you know, uh, Kabukura is very like annoyed because he didn't want to. He didn't want to look like an otaku who just showed up after work to go check out manga, that kind of stuff. Um, now, I guess this is a good time to mention uh, a couple of other characters that show up in the anime a little bit later. So we we get uh, introduced to Naoya who is Hirotaka's brother, and Ko, who is not introduced till I think, the last three episodes. Um, and Ko is a class... Uh, not a classmate. He goes, uh, they go, he goes to the same college as now. Um, and, okay, I'll just break the spoiler. And I, I think everybody knew it was coming. Uh, Ko is probably not a guy um he they, if he makes a comment where uh he looks into the uh, the mirror at one point he's like wow i don't really look too much like a girl so that's why i'm saying that uh that they are a girl i'm just gonna look it up on the wiki and make sure that it is uh official it is yep female okay so um but the thing is she, the way that she dresses is very very mass uh, not very masculine but let's say like nerdy masculine um always wears you know like uh sweaters and stuff and you know now is a very bubbly uh, now is probably now it's probably the most normal well okay not normal now is probably like the most bubbly character in this whole anime he's terrible at video games he's probably the only one that's not an, uh, like an otaku he's very social um yeah he's actually yeah that's true he's he's like the only main character that's not an otaku at this point he's terrible at video games once again like they play the equivalent of like super smash brothers and he ends up falling off and killing himself multiple times. So his brother just ends up uh, murking everybody else because he's so good at video games. Um, but I liked how they brought the whole culture together. Because sometimes when you get an otaku, you get one per person who has all of the traits. Um, trying to think, a good example of that would be, um, I don't understand what my husband is saying. By the way, awesome series. It's only like three minute episodes if you guys ever want to check that out. Um, where he's kind of like a, a mixture of all otakus, you know, anime, manga, video games, all that stuff. Whereas in this one, each one of them dabbles in like, like you know, Narumi can play video games. She plays more mobile video games. Um, you know, so she's more the manga, like, like we said before, right? They all have their own things. Uh, and then Kabakura, I guess, he has the uniqueness uh, of, of liking uh, figures and stuff. Um so, uh, and it seems like they're mostly, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I don't know exactly what he's into. It seems like he's into like, like lollies and stuff. I'm not completely sure though. Um, but seeing all those cultures like collide and also accept themselves, it, it kind of reminds me of when subcultures are judged by society. 
um, and they all come together as outcasts. And that's what I see in this anime. Uh, so it's very, I, I love the, the aspects of it. Um, I love the character development of it. And ultimately, like, even though it sounds like I spoiled a lot, I mean, there's a lot of like depth in each one of these episodes. Um, and it, yeah, it just kept making me like want to come back and watch more of, of the relationship building. Um, and I like that they, 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 um, they got together, like in the very beginning, man, like they, they, like two episodes in, excuse me, and they're together. So I like it. I, I'm starting to like those anime a little bit more. I'll give you an example of, of what I mean. Um, you know, there, there's been like a lot of like Spider-Man movies. And one of the things that I was just really annoyed about is the fact that I have to keep seeing Spider-Man, like Peter Parker as like a high school kid. Whereas, you know, I want to see Spider-Man because that, that's why I love the Tobey Maguire film so much because he was Spider-Man. He, you know, he was out in the real world. He was always late on rent, all that kind of stuff. And I, I feel like I want to see a little bit more of like, you know, I, I don't mind the the anime where the romance is um, building up to it. And then they get, you know, they get together at the end. But, you know, I want to see the romance, dude. Like, I, I don't want to see like the tension all the time, dude. I want to see the tension pay off. And then I want to see how they keep the relationship going. Because that's very much what this is all about. It's all about how are Hirotaka and Narumi and even Hanako and uh, Kamakura uh, keeping their relationships going despite the fact that, um, or even, um, yeah, I mean, despite the fact that they have to, they, they hide a little bit of their aspects from everyday people. Um, in fact, uh, even people at the company do not know that they're all dating each other, right? So, um and then you have uh, now and Ko on the side here. And that is, you know, it, it covers both bases. It covers the basis of people who have been together a while, people who just got together, and then people who are not together yet, which I'm just going to assume that they are together, because uh, now is trying to bring Ko out of her shell, which is awesome. I love it. Um, but yeah, either way, I had a lot of fun with this anime. Um, God, dude, I've been trying to give these ratings, and I feel like I suck at giving uh anime rating so i'm just gonna give this one a solid i'm gonna you know i'll give this one a solid eight i just think that it was such a it's such an accessible anime and um i was gonna say this isn't an anime for all ages because they talk a lot about boy love they talk a lot about it and big boobs and stuff um but man is it the, the aesthetic is is very pleasing um all the characters are 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 very um you know, I think this is the only time where I really enjoyed the hair color differences. Like, um, Hirotaka has blue hair, Narumi has uh, pink hair, Hanako has green hair, Kabakura has orange hair, Ko has purple hair, uh, Naoya has blonde hair, even though his brother has blue hair, so don't ask me how that happened. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the color palette of this whole anime. It's very bright, vibrant. There's an episode where it's not, and it's it's felt in it. It's felt in the episode. So um, just the way everything came together, I just think they did a fantastic job with it. And uh, once again, if you guys have not seen it, it is on Amazon Prime only. Um, it may be on Netflix Japan, but I'm not completely sure about that. I think Netflix got the rights to it, but I, I don't know. Um, either way, there's 11 episodes of greatness, and I'm really... Uh, like I said, it reminds me a little bit of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid in the sense that it's a show that's kind of about uh, not about nothing. Like you could watch it out of order for some parts. Uh, you know, of course, not the parts where the the characters are um, introduced and stuff. 
but um, I think it just does a great job with uh, with you know being so accessible to everybody and putting otaku culture like in the limelight, but not as a not as like these creepy people who are not completely social unsociable, although that is a, uh, what an otaku is by definition. But um, but you know people who can get by in life, but also have their secret hobbies. I mean, dude, I. I Dude, you have no idea how many people I've met who watch, who would watch anime, and I was like, "Oh, you watch anime too? Yeah!" Uh, and then I realized that they didn't watch as much anime as I did. I was like, "Oh, okay," you know. Uh, but anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys are having a fantastic holiday season, no matter what you're celebrating. Um, as always, guys, we will have I'll have a link tree. Uh, excuse me, I'll have a link to the link tree in the description box down below where you can check out all things casual. Also, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at anime casuals with an S, real R E A L at gmail.com uh also there will be a link to the top 10 of the week if you guys want to check out any of those anime um but yeah guys as always don't forget to keep it casual <laughs>